and welcome to a novel evening. My name's Danny. I am over on Instagram as at Blotted Ink Books. And this is a novel evening, uh, the podcast where I chat with fellow book lovers, authors, book bloggers um, about their fantasy evening. Um, and that is anything from uh, a big old party with some of their all-time favourite authors, uh, perhaps a rather more intimate dinner party with some of their favourite characters, um, anything goes. And I'm very, very excited for this week's episode. I am joined by Charlie. You can find him over on Instagram as at thebookboy. And his feed is a glorious uh, celebration of books, really. He has one of the most beautiful libraries I've ever seen, um, as well as his gorgeous cat, Flora, who features features quite often um, in his shots of all of his stunning books. Um, And honestly... He shares some reads I have never heard of uh, in the classics world, um, as well as reviews in his stories of of other more contemporary fiction. He is an absolute joy to follow. If you're not following him, you need to be. You will get immediate shelf envy the second you follow him. Um, So let's check out Charlie's novel evening. So a huge hello to Charlie. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. I can't think of spending it with anyone better. Exactly. What else would we rather be doing with our Valentine's (laughs) now? Well, it's very romantic. (laughs) Deeply, I'm here in my pyjamas. You've got your cable knit on. It's it's very romantic. I'm I'm here for it. I'm pretty sure this is what people in rom-coms wear, right? (laughs) It truly is. It it works for Chris Evans. Let's face it. He wore all the knitwear. So you've joined me for our novel evening. And I'm going to start by asking you a little bit about your bookstagram. So I feel like your account is quite specific in what you what you have on there. I think you've cornered a market and I can see your glorious books behind you for people who are listening. You're surrounded by gorgeous shelves. So what got you into bookstagram? Was it always your glamorous library that was the start of this? <laughs> no, I, when I started bookstagram, I didn't even have a library. So <gasps> that's pretty crazy, right? Oh, wow, shame. <laughs> um, I know, I don't even really know how I lived. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I mean, really what got me into it was I had a personal account on Instagram and I'd occasionally post like the odd book I was reading. And then I suddenly realised that there was a whole bit, bunch of people who just had book accounts. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I should do that. <laughs> and just talk about books all the time instead of posting pictures of trees. <laughs> and it's taken off amazingly. You have a, an amazing account and... It seems like people are really here predominantly for your cat Flora, I would say. <laughs> More than likely. I feel like if she ran it, it would be double the followers. But, you know, <laughs> she has put up with me. And you obviously highlight quite a lot of classics on your page. But obviously you do read a lot of contemporary as well. You have quite a mixed, mixed taste. Would you say you lean towards classics more? I'm a bit in the middle, really. I mean, when I do my yearly wrap-ups it tends to be about sort of 50 50 of my top 10 are classics and contemporary so I I will say that I do tend to enjoy classics more but I think really the reason why I do is because a lot of them have lasted free time for a reason you know what I mean so when you read something new it's a bit of a gamble whether it's going to be great or not right (laughs) so will we be reading these books in 100 years 
quite a few of them maybe not so but there are some great contemporary reads out there too so it's all just kind of a gamble really I'd love to sit here and be like yes I agree with classics but I do find it interesting what the appeal is because I find classics so hard to read I find them quite hard to get lost in. I know that there's a reason why they're so loved. So I find it quite interesting when I see someone who seems to read classics because they actually enjoy them. <laughs> for me, it's, I mean, the writing really works for me a lot of the time. I think I really appreciate really detailed, sometimes quite floral language, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like an insight into another time a lot of the time, you know, it's someone from that time, living their experiences through fiction and I find that really fascinating um I mean there are classics I do hate (laughs) out there I'm not like I'm not like every classic is amazing there are some which are diabolical uh (laughs) but you know there are plenty which I do love so I think it's just the sort of thing you enjoy and I do quite like literary fiction in general um and if you think about a lot of classics don't really fit into any sort of sub-genre so much um, whereas today, you know, there's so many genres and so many different things that, you know, it's it's different tastes at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I really like your, your take and the idea of someone living that time, writing that time, as opposed to like historical fiction. We are having to make some of it up. These people are really writing about what they knew, which is really fascinating. Exactly. And, and, and that's probably why I like it so much. It feels really authentic and it gets you thinking about, you know, what this is what this person was thinking 200 years ago. You know, like, isn't that crazy that you're reading someone's actual thoughts from before you were even born and they died before you're even a thought, you know, isn't that quite interesting, I think. Oh, I love that. So I've now got quite high hopes for what your novel evening is going to be. I could be completely wrong, but I'm (laughs) expecting something quite, uh, quite grandiose coming out of this. Um, (laughs) You mean it's not just a trip to Mackie D's? with? No one's done that yet. And I'm a bit disappointed. (laughs) I want to just get drunk on a park bench, go to McDonald's with like Mary Shelley. She'd love it. Can you imagine how gothic and excellent that would be? She would love a Chicky McNug. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm down for Mary Shelley and I having a wicked Mackie (laughs) D. You're like, damn, I should have just gone with a McDonald's and (laughs) some like Ponsant Martinis somewhere on the way home. You're really selling this to me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What could be wrong? So, your actual evening. We're going to start with, where are we going? Where are we going to have this evening? I mean, I did have a think about it. So, we're allowed anywhere or anything, right? So, If it's been in a book, you can have it. So, I was thinking, this is going to be pretty lame, because it's a real place, but also in a book. So, we'll go with it. But I would love to go on the Orient Express so badly um so I'm heading on a train and we're going on a beautiful luxury train ride and that is happening I mean I'm from the home of Agatha Christie that's where I live at the moment uh, I've not read any of her work but we'll just gloss over that for a little minute and pretend I'm a super fan but you know the Orient Express is pretty you know it's pretty bougie right that's oh yeah I mean yeah. It, it's one of those things that you know when you have like a bucket list and you write everything down I just constantly put it on there and I'm like, I'll probably never afford to go on this bloody train. <laughs> You'll just be so hanging beautiful. on the bottom of it. <laughs> exactly. I'll just kind of stow away in the luggage and be like, having a great time. <laughs> How much fun on here, like cramped up in your little suitcase. Exactly. <laughs> I think this is a great, a great place for you. And it's going to be pretty intimate. You're going to be in close confines with these people. 
So I hope you like where you invited. it. <laughs> well, it'd be weird if I was just like, yeah, but let's bring Voldemort. I mean, <laughs> he'll absolutely love it. He loves a good I mean, train, right? He likes a bit of luxury. I think I think Voldy would love being his nails would have said otherwise to me. He's he's looking pretty grotty, but maybe he needs maybe oh, he needs yeah. a holiday. That's what we've learned. Exactly. From you know, he doesn't have a nose. You know, a lot of things are against him, and maybe he just needs some TLC. He just needed some time out and things would be <laughs> fine. So who is the first person hopping on this hopping on this train with us? So my first character, because I'm going for a, a fictional person mm-hmm. first, I think it would be rude not to invite Mrs. Dalloway, obviously, because she's from my favourite book, Mrs. Dalloway, and, you know, she loves the party. We love a party. She's used to a luxury party. Let's go on a train. <laughs> there you go. She would love it. Let, let's face it. If you're going to invite, you've got to invite your favourite character from your favourite book. What is it about her you you really love? I think this is going to sound really, really boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I love what she represents. So we're given this woman whose whole life is very privileged. It's all very everything but she feels like she has to host parties to hide this kind of sadness she feels. And there's this really interesting human element to that. You know, it doesn't matter how great your life is. It's for sacrifices that you're kind of hiding beneath the surface and what you're doing to overcome that. And she sees beauty in everything. You know, she loves parties because it gives people a chance to sparkle and be themselves and come out of themselves and have a little bit of magic for one evening. And isn't that what a novel evening's all about? That is, and you're giving her the chance to come onto the Orient Express and and sparkle for a bit. We're going to have some cocktails. We're going to let her chill. It'll be (laughs) fit. (laughs) I love this. Okay, so Mrs. Dalloway is coming on. She's taking a seat in the dining cart. Is that what they call it? (laughs) Something like that. Can you tell I don't go on trains very much? I'm like, the bit where they sit and eat. Who is next? Well, <laughs> this is a curveball. <laughs> so, interestingly, <laughs> I've decided my second character is from a series of kids' books, which I loved, 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 loved growing up. Um, and his name is Twig. And he was the main character in the Beyond the Deep Woods trilogy of books, which no one seems to have read apart from me, but they were i've not heard of this at all and i would i loved you know fantasy and children's novels growing up so. I, mean, I hugely recommend them because they they're illustrated by chris riddle oh, riddell, i mean riddle, riddle. <laughs> riddle, riddell, who, he, he's yeah, amazing amazing and they're so fun they're full of sky pirates and goblins and floating cities and they are wicked i love these books growing up and who, I always who really are they written by do it I think. <laughs> Do you know what? That author rings a bell, even though I don't know the name, because as soon as you said they were illustrated by Chris Riddell, I was like, hmm. So maybe I have read them, I just don't remember the names of them. But it, as soon as you said, like, Flying City stuff, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, like, it's just, it was such a cool world, and weirdly believable, and, like, a good mix of, like, magic and really cool creatures and all this really cool stuff. And... You know, I always wanted <laughs> to be a sky pirate growing up. I just thought that was so ace. I want to be on a giant flying ship and travel around and just generally swashbuckle. I mean, <laughs> you've got the hair and you've got the facial hair. You're, you're close, you know? I know. It's obviously a destiny that I'm trying to achieve now. But <laughs> <laughs> You're just 
desperately trying to be a sky pirate. I love in kids books as well, where it's so <laughs> fantastical. And yet as a child, you can believe that that could happen. You genuinely feel like that's a world that could open up. And that's the joy of, of books. Absolutely. And I just feel like generally the whole point of a good book at that age or at any age really is to have a really good adventure sometimes. Like yes. I love a good adventure book. And those books for me just enchanted me. Like it was about the same sort of time everyone well, how old would I have been? Probably about nine years old, actually, when I first started reading them. And I was obsessed, like, to a yeah. kind of unhealthy level. <laughs> you know, like, I when you get, like, that. a full-on obsession. And I'm just so sad that so many people haven't read them because I feel like they're quite... They're, like, as good as all the ones that got really popular, you know, yeah. like Harry Potter and all of this. I actually prefer the Deepwoods books because they're a bit, they're a bit darker and there's a bit more death in them. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Do you know what? My little girl is really into death at the moment as well. It's a, it's a strong topic in our house. So I'm going to look these up because now I have children. That's the best bit that I can just go and buy them books under the pretext that one day they'll read them. They're too young. They can't even read like the at the moment. But one day <laughs> she will read it. Oh, I love that. So Twig is coming on. Twig and Nerd. Yeah, I Sally. feel... You know, it's a weird mix. She's like 16. <laughs> he's like 15. <laughs> it's going to be a weird gonna one. She's going to look after him. And he's going to have to go to bed quite early, right? I don't know how old 15-year-olds go to bed now. I feel like when I was 15, I didn't go to bed. But <laughs> I'm looking back at what I did when I was 15. I'm like, mm, actually. <laughs> um, I was up to some bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Twig's going to learn some things on the Orient Express. Mrs. Dalloway can look after him a bit and make sure he's not too corrupted. So, like, in conversational terms, you know, I'll speak to him about adventure and travelling yeah. and then I'll turn to her and we'll be like, let's talk about life, you know? We'll go to that adult level once he's gone to bed with his, like, cocktails or whatever. <laughs> when he's throwing up about? because he doesn't know how much he can drink. <laughs> yeah, once I <laughs> possibly got a child drunk. You know, this isn't going well. <laughs> We should probably invite the next person on. <laughs> I hope it's not a child. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gandalf. So not a child. <laughs> Gandalf. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's a ledge and also quite up for a party. He can make fireworks. I mean, you know what I mean? He's got yeah. a lot of party spirit going for him. Maybe not in the train. Maybe that's <laughs> out the window. <laughs> the window. Gandalf is always, and I mean Ian McKellen as Gandalf is he embodies Gandalf. Perfect. Absolutely. And I feel, again, it's that kind of mix between the two. So it's kind of old and life and all of that, but also has some magic and adventure. So maybe he'll round off the set. <laughs> maybe. Like, he's got, you know, I think he's got a young spirit. He's quite playful, yeah. Gandalf. Exactly. And, you know, he deserves a break as well. He had a tough time. <laughs> he's had a really shitty, like, how many, how old is he? Like, thousand years. They've not been great. Let's let him have a break. Not been break. fab. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a cocktail after saving Middle Earth. I mean, you know. On the Orient Express. That's that's what you need, yeah. surely. I mean, he'd probably find trains really interesting. Think about it. They don't yeah. exist, right? So oh, Steam trains? Steam as a concept? Yeah. Mind-blowing. It's amazing. So is, have you got someone else coming or is it just this trio? Let me get somewhere loud. As many as you like. Anything goes. Oh <laughs> then I'll bring ever no <laughs> <laughs> how long do we have uh, do, do you want to come <laughs> I mean I already, already presumed I was there 
I feel yeah. like that as host of this podcast, I'm always there. Unless it's the first episode where we had like a weird Bali retreat with Jude from A Little Life and Aragorn. Less my vibes. But most of the time I want to be there. Well, if okay, we'll add in a real person. Why not? Because got to have some real people there too. Otherwise yeah. it's probably just me in a cocktail car getting drunk. <laughs> so let's go with Oscar Wilde. He's a ledge. Oh, he loves a cocktail. Yes. Yeah. I feel like he probably did go on the Orient Express at some point. <laughs> Quite possibly. I mean, my knowledge of Oscar Wilde is not, is not great. I've been to his grave. I've done the kissing on the Perspex thing because everybody did it. And that's pretty much my knowledge of Oscar Wilde. Um. <laughs> I think he probably predates the train. I'm going to sound really stupid now. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But, um... Oh, the thing is, this is imaginary, so it's fine. So he can yeah, definitely he can he can go on it. <laughs> He would love how, like, OTT the train is. He'll love it. Yeah, absolutely. We could do absinthe. Um, I feel like I've been talking about drinking quite a lot. But <laughs> sign of my Monday. day at work today? <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Absinthe, cocktails, wine. <laughs> Life advice from old people to help me. <laughs> Small 15-year-old boy there as well. Woo, party. Uh, maybe that's my inner child being crushed by decadence. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a metaphor somewhere deep within that yeah. but I think Oscar Wilde and Gandalf would be a party that I'd want to go to absolutely I mean what more can beat a wizard doing shots I think you make <laughs> you know them I mean? burst into colorful flame as well I feel like absolutely true. what else do you want that's heaven <laughs> you, you've got all quiet bear with me why have you gone quiet? Is your microphone? I haven't moved it at all. Oh, there you go. You're fine now. I don't know if something was blocking it. It's fine. My editing skills are coming on no end. So this will be fine. <laughs> I can trouble this out. So we've got your quartet aboard the Orient Express. Who is not allowed to come on that train? Who do you not want gate crashing this party? Right. So, <laughs> so many people. Um, well, I think, actually, this is going to be a surprising one. This is going to really shock people who know me. But I would not want Virginia Woolf there, right? Mad, because she is my favourite author in the world. She's a bit but of a bummer, though, isn't she, for, like, parties and stuff? I think she's a party pooper. Mm. I think she's a bit scary, a bit smug, and in a party situation with a wizard and a 15-year-old boy, she would be a downer. <laughs> she really would be, yeah. Poor Virginia. I think... I think there was a wild spirit somewhere in her that was so repressed yeah. and crushed that no amount of absence would bring out. No, I mean, I feel like she could probably have a good party now and then, don't get me wrong, but I think the mix of people, where we are, I mean, the thing is, I wouldn't be smart enough to talk to her, as awful as it is. <laughs> yeah, I'd be too drunk to talk to her, so it would be pointless. Exactly. I'd be too busy being <laughs> flirty with Oscar and just having a lovely time. Just have a wonderful <laughs> time. And she'd just be there brooding and no. And just it would not. end up in her diary and it'd all be like, oh, Charles was a super boy. I'm never going to one of Charles's parties ever again. <laughs> exactly. You have stupid hair. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone else fair. who you really don't want to come? Was well, it just actually, Virginia? <laughs> If we take it in a wider sense, I mean, there's lots of bookish villains that we don't want on a party, right? I mean, really? Voldemort can come. I've, we'll, we'll give him a slide. <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't want Sauron at your party. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't really speak English either. I don't know if we'd understand a lot of Sauron. It's just a lot of growling and stuff, isn't it? 
like dark dark speech i don't even remember the language he called my like, yeah i can't speak it so the tongue of mordor <laughs> there we go even it feels like what he'd be called at at this party <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should bring virginia she would savage <laughs> <Sarah on. laughs> i was like man i'm at the tongue of mordor at this party this sounds great <laughs> i think yeah to be fair there's a lot of bookish villains and i mean if you were going to have a villain party that would be fun but if you're going to have, you know, Mrs. Dalloway doesn't want, you know, villains hanging out there. Twig will be terrified, even though he's 15 and trying to be cool. Yeah, I feel like Twig would probably cope with it better. But I mean, still not ideal, you know. We were trying to give these people a nice evening. You don't want... We are. We say no baddies and no Virginia <laughs> Woolf is what we've taken from this. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> I feel I like mean... the plans that are in my head, but... <laughs> You're now picturing this train and you're like, it's just fucking weird. <laughs> you know what? This isn't even the weirdest that I've heard. We've had like, we had a gathering at the literal end of the world. And I think someone hadn't considered that that's not that much fun. What was the time frame? Was it like a day before? I think it had world? already happened potentially. And it was just like a barren uh, wasteland. Um, <laughs> less no party. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't ready. care, would you? At this point, anything goes. The world has ended. But I mean, we're on the Orient Express. We're going to have good food, right? We're going to get luxury. I feel like I want to dress a bit fancy and treat myself as well as Dalloway babes and <laughs> just have a nice time. Gandalf's going to flash out some. Is this white Gandalf or grey Gandalf? Because that's. Racist? I don't <laughs> No. Um... Grey was more fun, let's face it. Grey had a bit more party spirit. But white was white had better hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oscar would probably go for for the white, right? He would rather have yes, some like luxurious hair. Exactly, and I feel like you know he's cleaned up a bit when he's when you know you're, we're on a luxury train, you know. That yeah, <laughs> you can't be turning up in your grey rags to smell like smoke and whatever else is going on there. Um, forest? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> mushrooms, mushrooms <laughs> and forest and fireworks. No, we want. Clean Gandalf. <laughs> a little, a little shower before the train would be super. <laughs> so I'd hope so. Well, I, I'm kind of lost for words with this one actually. <laughs> Which is kind of a first, but it's your night, and I'm not going to judge. I would just drink quietly in the corner. I don't. I feel like this is quite a Monday brain creation, and I'm yeah. kind of into it. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm going to flat outrageously with Oscar Wilde as well. I mean, that's what he's there for, right? Everyone's going to, surely. That's, that's what everybody does. Well, thank you for, <laughs> for that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to end. I always ask guests who come on, what are you currently reading? Or what is your <laughs> next read? Um, I am currently reading The Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. <gasps> that is such a throwback. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, it came out a few years ago, right? But... um. I want to say I'm just... going to have to Google this because I feel like his name, at least, it brings back some like teenage memories for me. The Magpie Murders. Mm, 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 mm. 2016. Oh, okay. So not as long ago as I thought, but he's written other books, hasn't he? That oh, yeah, must, must have come up in my brain, but his name is such a like throwback for me. That was like the, the teenage thriller to read. If you want to read something a little dark something a bit edgy <laughs> yeah you get a bit of the horowitz and you're doing yeah, it it's actually right my now. first one by him um 
and I'm enjoying it. It's very Agatha Christie, which, you know, you haven't read. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I can visit her house if I want to. That's kind of the same thing. Should do it. Maybe that's where the train should go. That's <laughs> I keep meaning to. They open it at really weird times because Devon. Um, but I will go at some point. I will go. And I will visit and I will pick up. I mean, I watched the adaptation of And Then There Were None. How different can it be? Good adaptation in all fairness. Aidan Turner gets shirtless in the book, right? That's what happens. Fortunately not, but I mean, I do imagine that happening now. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful addition to an already great book, sexy I assume. casting for a not a very sexy book. So. <laughs> I think they really sex up Agatha, don't they now? In her like adaptations, they really sex her up. Like, poor Agatha's like, yeah. this is not. I mean, I don't know if you read the, the Christie Affair either that's just come up. That's uh, been on my shelf, but I haven't read it yet. So Agatha's pretty, pretty sexy in that as well, I have to say. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe there's things that we didn't realise about Agatha, but I think she gets uh, she gets pretty sexed up nowadays. Well, good for her. You know, for if her. you're going to leave a legacy, at least be a sexy one. <laughs> Precisely. Do you know what's, what you're going to read next? Because I presume you read pretty fast. Comes and goes. Um, I think I'm actually going to move on to The Shape of Darkness by Laura Purcell. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I love, I've, I've read all of her other ones and I really liked them. So this is her newest one, I think. Yeah. So, it's yeah, very, I'm very good. I mean, The Silent Companions is my number one. Loved it. My favourite so me. far too. Oh, it's so scary though. I could literally had to read that in the daytime. I could not. <laughs> I could not read it at night. But that one is very good, very eerie. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Hopefully. What about you? What are you reading? What am I reading? I'm about to start a book called Evil Intent, which I think is a rom com. Um, so I'm like what we should call our train trip. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. It's a. I've just finished the Glass Hotel. Um, oh, how was that? I'm not really sure. I'm kind of digesting it, to be honest, because to begin with, I was really not convinced I was going to enjoy it. And then about halfway, it kind of got interesting. And then at the end, it was quite sad. So I'm kind of digesting that. So I'm going to follow up with some murder, which is what I like <laughs> to do. Same, right? <laughs> Something lighthearted, you know. Yeah. Um, and I really want to read The Daughter of the Moon Goddess. That one is... God, same. I don't own it yet, but it's so on my wish list. Um, but I'm not allowed to buy books at the moment because I'm trying to be a better person or something. Um, <laughs> so I gave up on that some time ago. Being a better person is overrated, to be honest with you. Right? And like, it's boring. <laughs> I think that's the tagline of our train trip. <laughs> Being a better Being person a better is overrated and it's boring. <laughs> Let's do shots for the 15-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> well, on that note, and I should probably say for anybody listening, that's not actually life advice. <laughs> no, don't do that. Although 15-year-old me on a train with a wizard and Oscar Wilde, I probably wouldn't have known who Mrs. Dalloway was, but she was be cool because she's old and she's drinking with us. I passed down. out in the corner. So <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, this is so cool. I'm an adult. Exactly. What 15 year old doesn't want to do absinthe on a train? With Oscar Wilde. <laughs> exactly. no, none of them. So th- <laughs> I'm honestly gobsmacked. This has to be <laughs> the strangest one yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, nailed the brief. 
you very, very much for joining me on this Monday. And for anyone listening, if you're not following Charlie at The Book Boy, you need to. You need to go and check out his shelves, which sounds like a euphemism, but you genuinely need to. And his hair and his cat, because it's all glorious. So go over and give him a follow. And thank you very, very much. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.